This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Mental Health and Wellness Week here on Voice of Change today because we're going to be sharing all about mental health in different ways. Now, this week from the 14th of February through to the 21st of February is Teen Suicide Prevention Week. And it's so important that we talk about teenage suicide and, you know, the signs to recognize and how we can do better as adults, how we can really be there for our children. And, you know, on Voice of Change, it is all about creating that change. It's all about making that change. And we want to be people who make that change. We all know maybe you're sitting there and, you know, in your late 50s, 60s, I'm sure you remember exactly what it was like to be a teenager. And although there's a lot of thoughts of saying, you know, when you're a teenager, life is easy. You know, you don't have the responsibility of adults. But we know that this is not the case. We know that our teens go through so, so much. And so today here, we're going to be talking about teenage suicide and we're going to be just sharing about the things that teenagers go through i'm joined by the incredible jacqueline tamry who is ceo of professional and personal institute of excellence head of training and development at kika community projects training academy and she's also the head of wholeness at the ed Balm foundation she is an incredible woman who has a lot to talk about and share with us also here in voice of change today we're going to be touching on something that has really made headlines and that is the tragic passing of miss usa 2019 chesley chesley was such a beacon of of happiness and joy for so many people we saw a lot of her pictures you know all over she was really good friends with our former miss universe or zibini and it is so important that we realize that you know standards of beauty and the pressure that is put on people particularly when it comes to pageants and competitions is a very real deal there's a lot of mental health issues that go into it and today i have invited pageant coach karina jobert onto the show with me now karina was also a mrs south africa finalist in 2019 mrs western province 2020 holder she was multiple pageant title holder pageant coach and also wow woman of wonder recipient she's a multiple business affiliate and ceo of the pageant that we also going to be touching on called Unseen International. Karina Jobe is such an incredible woman with so much experience in the pageant world. And she's going to be talking us through, you know, mental health and that kind of impact when we talk about the pageant industry and when we talk about beauty standards and women having to conform to these standards and, and having to kind of feel, am I represented? What's happening? And what can we do better? When we talk about beauty standards, when we talk about womanhood, when we talk about, you know, the effects of the pressure of society and standards to conform and how that affects mental health. So it's all going down in Voice of Change with myself, Lauren Jacobs. Don't go anywhere because it's going to be a really, really great show. Karina is with me after this. Karina, it's so nice to have you with me on the show today. We're going to have such a fantastic conversation, but one I believe that we need to actually really talk about that we don't really talk about often enough before we get into that. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with me today. 
thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat to you. Uh, let's talk real. Let's just get into it. And yeah, let's let's see what we can achieve and maybe inspire and make a difference in just a conversation. Absolutely. I love that. You know, when we talk about, we're going to really be touching on, you know, beauty standards and also want to touch, you know, on beauty pageants as well. You know, this world also looking at perceived beauty, you know, these standards. And I actually, you know, to to kick off with quite a big question and quite like an important topic we need to talk about. You yourself, you've been a contestant in Mrs. South Africa. You yourself being a pageant coach and also now, you know, hosting your own pageant, which we're going to touch on. You know, that's all super exciting. But I know a lot of people who actually have an issue with pageants, you know, with beauty pageants, because again, in the front, we say beauty pageants. And then people say, well, then, you know, I don't really see myself represented on the stage. You know, I'm, I'm not tall. I'm not skinny. And when I was a young girl, I would watch, you know, Miss World with my mom or I would watch all these things. And I never really felt mm -hmm. like those women on the stage represented me. You know, I couldn't see myself in any of them. So maybe that doesn't make me beautiful. There's this huge conversation around what kind of standard are we setting when we look at pageants and the pageant world? You know, what have you discovered? What is your perception of this, your perspective? And, um, you know, there's so much talk about this now and we don't have enough answers almost. Absolutely. Um, look, I really do agree with you, you know, looking in the past of pageantry, uh, there is unfortunately stereotypical things that happened and, you know, viewpoints that come about with regards to the way that, you know, beauty needs to look this way and, and you know, looking back in history, those things happened and, you mm. know, maybe maybe the wrong perspectives and things happened and, and, and unfortunately, you know, that is the past that we are sitting with in the pageantry industry and so, um, if you look at that, yes, perhaps you do feel, you know, unwelcome if you have different types of body types and things like that. Mm. But what I think is really, really exciting about the industry right now today is understanding that there is a past that isn't really great and mm -hmm. saying, look, let's go into the future, changing the dynamic of the industry, changing the, the look and feel of the industry, and then looking at beauty and inclusivity and acceptability. And I think what's really exciting about the pageantry industry is the impact and the capability um, that it has in its hands to make a difference in our society. Mm. Most of these women that I coach and that I've met in the industry really have amazing souls and hearts to go out there and make an incredible difference. Mm. And so I think we need to steer away from just this physical appearance that we just think or see or, you know, history mm. has taught us. Mm. Absolutely. And then that brings us to another conversation that I've heard a lot of people have and say, can we move away from this? You know, inclusivity, like you're talking about, is so important. So can we just do away with things like the bikini parade? You know, like, why do we have to see that? Can we have more questions asked of, you know, the contestants? Can we get more into their minds? Can we hear more of their passions? You know, and, and you know, instead of us them having to answer a quick question of a minute, that's what obviously the public sees. Obviously, they've been asked so many questions behind the scenes, but can we see more of that? And I think that that would make it a lot more real for people if we could step in to that kind of realm and world, which makes a lot of 
challenges, I think, for people who are organizing pageants now and in the future too. Absolutely. Um, look, I think that the public don't see, obviously, all of the in-depth, you know, journey of, of a pageant um, in itself. And it, it is quite a journey. And that is why for me and my pageant, Unseen International, is it's actually a long journey. It's an eight-month journey. And I think that it's, it's actually important to be truly impactful and, you know, do it over time because, you know, understanding the dynamics of people that are entering these pageants as well, they have their own lives, they have their own dreams and aspirations and things that they're focusing on. So in order to add value, one needs to take these things into consideration. Um, with regards to the, the 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 item that you discussed was the, the bikinis and things like that, um, I, in a, I'm in agreement with you in to a point, um, but I think it does still challenge ourselves to accept our bodies as they are. And so I don't think it's completely um, about judging how we look. Well, well some, some pageants are still, but um, from my perspective and my pageant and things that we're looking for in the future is just about wearing confidence and being able to accept your body the way it is. So, like, obviously, for me, uh, taking that out completely, you look, I don't think it is completely beneficial because you still want to, feel confident, feel good about yourself. And I think you can do that in that realm. Um, and then the other part is interview. I do feel like we need to extend our time of interview and asking questions and getting to know individuals. And we really are working on that. Um, I speak for my pageant, but, you know, yes, I think there is room for improvement, of course. Tell us a bit more about your pageant. Uh, it sounds incredible. I've been listening a bit to what you've been sharing on social media. Open it up for us a bit. You know, what is what has been your vision? Why have you decided to do Unseen International? What is it really about? I think that, you know, when I was in Mrs. South Africa, what I came about is and, and, and walking away, I realized is that there was still so much unseen beauty. Um, that's really where the name stems from. I love the, the fact that we get to laugh a little bit about the name, you know, unseen. You know, we mm -hmm. are being seen, but yeah, we love to, to, to have a little bit of a giggle there. But it was really all about the fact that there were so many individuals giving themselves their heart, their souls and all of that and their passions. Um, but they weren't being seen. And it also kind of like stemmed from, you know, individuals with disabilities and individuals in society that are not usually openly accepted. And I'm talking about mental health as well. I'm talking about everything. And so um, Unseen really started from, you know what, I want to celebrate the beauty of individuals from the inside. Um, and so that was our main, you know, topic of discussion from the very beginning. And it kind of morphed into a gender equal pageant. And now it is the first gender equal pageant in the world where every single gender, individual, race, whoever you are, is uh, acceptable and they are allowed to enter. We don't have restrictions. Mm -hmm. The only thing we ask is that you are 20 plus. And the reason why is because we're having very adult, mature conversations. And we're talking about things that, you know, I feel like, yeah, we need to be just, you know, careful of for the younger generations. They're so mm -hmm. moldable still. And so um, I felt like the more mature individual, you know, would be able to, to talk about those topics. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why we did that. But, but I mean, we don't have an age limit of any sort from that perspective mm. and it's really exciting to see this mm. inclusivity just bloom mm. I love that as well and I think that it's so important 
you know, one of the people that I find incredibly inspiring is um, Miss Earth USA Eco, Emma. And I know that you also have posted so much about her, Emma Loney from, from USA. And I think that she's been quite an inspiration because she's, yeah. you know, refers to herself as, as a curvy model, which she is, but so incredibly inspiring. And also just to see a bit of her journey and also just to see, you know, a woman like her, she kind of can resemble so many people and we see ourselves in her we can see ourselves in her and I think it's so important that we have that like you keep referring to inclusivity and that's so so important you know and I, I love the fact that we have we have pageants like you know Miss Deaf SA which is very inclusive we have so many things that we need to start looking at and changing and I think it's important like individuals like yourself are also stepping up and saying you know we are going to create the change we're going to create it now and then also for the future as well absolutely it's really exciting and I love all of these incredible pageants that are, are really you know pushing the boundaries and and you know breaking this stereotypical you know view of what beauty mm. should be and I think that the concern in the industry is that that kind of like creeps in is mental health and things that you know people don't feel good enough about themselves and mm. um, unfortunately that that's there um but I think it's about creating platforms that they feel safe and that they feel like they can grow and bake the break those boundaries um, and make a difference mm. you, you refer to mental health which is something that I really want us to touch on today and spend a few minutes you know we have had this kind of shock uh, of the sudden death of Miss USA 2019 Chesley and I think that you know, everyone was so shocked. It's it's been quite a tragic story that we've had to deal with this year. And for the listeners who maybe don't know, you know, she what she committed suicide and jumped off of a building in New York City. Now, if anyone's ever been to New York, you'll know those buildings are incredibly high, and uh, it's it's quite a tragic a, a tragic suicide, a tragic death. But, you know, again, a lot of people look at it from the outside and say she was so dynamic and you, just her smile was so bright, you know, and winning Miss USA 2019 and just seemingly on the outside to be in a space of success to kind of have everything that we many people perceive to be brilliant and great. And I think that's been quite something that we have to look at mental health as well as you know, conforming to standards that sometimes are very difficult. And we see someone like her. I've been seeing a lot of people posting on social media tributes to her, you know, normal everyday individuals who are saying, you know, I'm suddenly shocked by this and suddenly realizing there's a lot that we have to begin to talk about. Karina, how did you feel when you heard about her death? Um, to be honest with you, I think that there's a lot of things going on um, in women and not just women, but individuals and in the industry um, that I feel like are, are unfortunately hidden because one needs to keep a or a look or a feel or a vibe. You know, um, it, it's a co very competitive environment, which makes sense. Mm. And so. If you're going to touch on a mental health, it's almost perhaps perceived as a weakness in some minds. And, you know, being in a comp competitive arena and, you know, industry, it's really difficult to share that. 
But I would really compel um, any individual who is in the industry to start talking out about it and utilize the the platform they were given or whatever they've entered to actually start creating awareness around it. And it's okay to share your own journeys. I just Mm -hmm. feel like we need to break this idea that I'm in a competition, I need to be perfect, I, I have to, you know, be the ultimate individual and that it's it's a weakness. It's not a weakness. It is a strength to share stories that are real, raw, relatable with individuals and you can truly be a role model. I know it's hard, but I really, really think that and I would love to compel individuals to start talking about their experiences and, and to get away from this, you know, stigma that, it's not okay. Um, it is okay not to be okay. It's, you need to, we need to be talking out about it. And I just want to share that, you know, I've had my journey with depression and, and mental health, and I'm not going to go too in depth, hmm. but you know, it, it's there. And so, and I know how it feels. You feel it's a weakness and you feel like you can't share it and you feel like, you know, you can't let them see that side of yourself, hmm. but we need to be encouraging each other to know and understand that it's okay. Mm, absolutely. I absolutely agree. I reflect on something that uh, Rolene Strauss said to me in an interview I did with her, and she said that she kind of felt that, you know, there were all these insecurities and all of these things that she felt in herself, and she just felt if she could win that blue crown, you know, if she could win that Miss World blue crown, those things would go away. And she said that mm. when she put the crown on, it, it only amplified everything that she felt, you know, the insecurities and, 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 the, and everything that she was battling with inside of herself. And she had to really, really, you know, take a look at herself and where she was placing her identity and the things that she had been through, you know. And again, like you're saying, it, it actually, when people share real stories like that, people who have maybe been successful that other people look up to and say, wow, you know, she won Miss World. That must be so great. But hearing the other side of that is so, so important because again, you, you don't really realize what someone else is going through, you know, or what someone else felt. A lot of people look at it and say, oh, they won Miss USA or they won this. So they must have it all together. Not so. And I think that your challenge to us is very, very important. That challenge of let's get real in any industry where we are or whoever, you know, we're talking to, we can share those parts of ourselves, you know, and say it is okay to not be okay. And one last thought from you, you know, when we talk about mental health, you also mentioned this as something that's very important to the pageant that you are heading up. Tell us about how that kind of works, you know, you know, being inclusive and saying, you know, it's okay not to be okay. This is not a space where you have to have it all together. We are saying we want to include people, even if you struggle with whatever your struggle is, you know, this is an an open space. How are you going about doing that? What does that mean to you? I think I think what for us at Unseen is is just you know being a close knit uh, type of team as well as you know including our contestants in the journey and and being there for them through the journey mm. every step of the way, um, you know providing monthly workshops where we're just talking about these topics and we really encourage them not to see it as a competition but rather a partnership of growth together because they're going through it together and and allowing themselves to just be open with each other. Yes, it's a competition to a degree, 
Mm. We want to just have them be uh, in a safe place where they can talk about these things. And and really, honestly, our current title holders um, have really displayed that. They've really come together and created this, you know, community for themselves uh, where they can actually talk about things they're going through, which is absolutely incredible. And so really that is for Unseen what we want to do is just walk a journey with them and, you know, when they walk away, they say, okay, wow, I learned so much and I have a community that I can always talk to if things are not okay. Karina, hmm. I love that. And I want to wish you all the best for this, for this pageant. It's so incredible, but also not just for this year, for the years that lie ahead and for everybody who is going to come through this pageant. I, I really pray they will have those safe spaces and that they will really, really grow because the vision that you have is so incredible and so needed. So thank you so much for that. And also thank you for your time today, for being with me and for just, you know, speaking openly about these issues that we don't often talk about. We don't often talk about beauty. We don't often talk about the pageant world, mental health, you know, we, people have steered away from that. And I think these conversations are very important. So thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been amazing. And yeah, I hope it encourages someone. I hope somebody feels inspired, you know, one one act of kindness at a time I believe in. And, you know, um, the world is a big place, but if we keep doing something small on a daily basis, we can impact someone. Absolutely. Amen. And on that note, I want to end with that. I hope that you will take that with you, my listeners. Take that with you, one small act of kindness. And we need that so much in our world. Enjoy some music and don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Jackie, thank you so much for being with me today. It's really, really good to have you here. We're going to be talking, you know, today about something that's very, very important and that I think a lot of the listeners want to know about. And today we're going to be talking about Teen Suicide Prevention Week, which is happening this week, and also, you know, what to look out for and why teens are under so much pressure and what is happening and how it also begins to affect us when we become adults. But before we get into that, welcome to the show today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm excited. It's a topic very, 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 very close to my heart. Uh, um, Having had personal uh, challenges in this area myself, I'm no surprise. It's what I do as a living now. Mm. So thank God for that. Mm, Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's very important when someone has a passion you know, about something and particularly in an area of life, because they can really speak into that area. And, you know, teen suicide, I, you know, I reflect and maybe you have had a similar experience, but, you know, when you were a teen, you know, there were often times where adults would say to you, oh, you can't be tired, man. You, you got no responsibilities or you can't be sad, man, because you, you got nothing really going on. You're just going to worry about school. And there was all, almost this sense that as a teenager and as a young person, there was no real space for you to be expressing hard feelings or going through hard times. There was almost just this thought of, well, you young, you know, so what have you got to worry about? And that in in and of itself, I remember so well, and also was actually so very traumatizing because then there's just no space for you to talk about the hard things that you're going through. Yeah, I think I, I I can say to you, uh, currently I have about five or seven clients who it's, it's heartbreaking. It's incredibly heartbreaking to have these young people sit in front of me and say, 
I actually don't want to be here no more Mm -hmm. and to journey alongside them and help them find them their own uh, sense of I've been gifted with life and let me celebrate it Mm -hmm. Um, because the pressure from having to do well at school the pressure from having to be this perfect child for your parents because for some whack reason we as parents think our children are a reflection of us and the pressure that we put on them um I almost want to say can we just remember Jesus saying hey don't worry about me I'm about my dad's business you know um the pressure we put on our children is 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 annihilating their spirit expecting to be them to be these perfect carbon copies of us um and they can't be they can't be this perfect carbon copy of us they ought to be so much better than us they ought to think so much broader than us and uh, so unfortunately you know the the impact of that very expectation from families causes so much self-hatred to the young person and I think we missed the mark a little bit there and, and, and we need to just recognize, you know, um, as parents, in order to be present for our children, to give them the space to grow and heal and become full people as they were meant to be, mm-hmm. is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for myself, I think I said in the introduction again, for me, it's a topic very close to my heart. Um, for the first, from the age of, of, of about 13 till about 27, I myself fought um, this need to die, hmm. um, not be present in this world because one feels at, at because of the shifts in your hormones, yeah. you, you, you feel everything so real um you're feeling everything you're just very 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 feely and you haven't got the language to be able to say i feel this way Hmm. or i feel that way um you always it's this 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 expectation of and i call it toxic positivity to some degree where oh no hallelujah everything's good i'm fine oh no 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 my parents are amazing they drive bmws i'm fine i go to private school i'm fine and deep inside, they just like, this is not who I am. I want to color my hair purple. Yeah. And I and I want to wear my broken jeans. And I don't want to feel like I can't be me. Mm. And so I think that is part of what leads to this incredibly, incredibly painful time, which should actually be a beautiful time of self-discovery. You know, I love I love your passion on this, Jackie, because it's so important. And also, you you are highlighting things that we don't really think about, but sometimes we do think about it. But some people don't talk about it. You know, the pressure that we put on children. We often talk about the external factors, which is very very relevant. You know, school pressure, but also we need to look at ourselves as adults and caregivers and say, what are we doing for our children? And like you mentioned, this journey of this of self-discovery which it should be but but you remember almost often your teenage years has been very very intense you know because you're trying to navigate through so much and and I was reading some info on some stats really on you know teen suicide and it was very very interesting to see kind of heartbreaking as well to see that you know teen suicide peaks at the ages of 15 through to 19 and it's much higher in females 
um, as opposed to males. Mm. That's what stats tell us. You know, what signs should we be looking at? Yeah, for? yeah. This. So, so I think that is really beautiful. One of the signs that I often say to parents is, and it sounds almost counterintuitive, but but I, I since it's radio pulpit, I have freedom to say this. Oh. This need to look just like the pictures in the movies. So the external validation that we seek with wedding name brands and with looking perfect, um, recognizing, and I, I say this to all my clients, recognizing that, number one, by virtue of the fact that you've received breath to be awake today means you qualify, means that you are perfectly and wonderfully made. And so many times when we say silly things to our, our daughters and particularly our daughters around, um, no, brush your hair like that because you're going to look prettier and so that you can mm. find a good husband. The pressure, the pressure for a young girl who is grappling with her hair being too curly, who is grappling with a little bit of a bigger body than the next person. This, un, this daughter becomes externally focused. For me, I would say that is a warning sign a huge warning sign because she's well on her way to hating who she is. Mm. And it's counterintuitive to the normal dialogue that happens in the world. Um, the second thing that would be concerning for me is if she's just in her room all the time and does not want to tell you how she feels because mm. she feels a lot because the hormones that are traipsing through her body right now, preparing her to be ready to be of childbearing capacity. That's really all it is. Mm. I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Lauren, about it. Mm. Really, all that is happening in those age groups for a young woman is your body is gearing up towards making you ready to be childbearing. But emotionally and psychologically, you're not ready to be childbearing. Mm. Yeah. But that's what's happening in your body. And so that internal conflict that happens inside of you, I'm supposed to be this pure, demure little girl, but actually my body is gearing for childbearing, which means it's making you attractive. It's making you attracted, but you're not supposed to feel it. It's, it's taboo for you to feel it. The self-hatred becomes so real. So they go inward. Now, if your daughter is talking to you about, shoo, you know, my body, and shoo, my body, and shoo, I go, yes, please. Let them talk. Mm. <laughs> Let them talk about their bodies. And like you say, it's a taboo subject. Mm. But if we are going to be present for our daughters and if we are going to change that statistic, then that's what we need to do we need to be able to 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 have these taboo conversations mm. so that we give our daughters the freedom and the space to be able to be comfortable in their discomfort because it's incredibly the cognitive dissonance is next level for a, a teenage girl yeah a teenage boy is celebrated in his change mm. 
a teenage girl is not celebrated in her change. You're getting too big. You're dressing too skimpy. You, it's just negative flow towards them. So it, it's, it's a very, very, very fine line. And so those are two things for me, which I would say as, as parents and as family members and as school teachers, we ought to become just a little bit more conscious of it, um, you know, about the fact that this is really the internal conflict that these young girls are going through. So it doesn't oh. surprise me that that is the statistic because the level of self-hatred, my body is, I mean, I, 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 I can tell you there are clients of mine, she's so tiny, she's so petite, and she's expected to be wearing stilettos because she's already oh. a young lady, mm. 14 years old. It is heartbreaking. I say Absolutely. to her, no, where are your tackies? You're a little girl. Where yes. are your tackies? Yes. Oh, no. But I need to look proper. I need to look proper. Mm. You know, I need to look proper. This is the lived reality. So the level of self-hatred, I mean, we don't even know the statistics on cutting. Yes, yes. Another I can guarantee you it is sky high. And cutting is passive suicide. Yeah. The number of young girls who do not take food to school because they don't want to be seen as eating in a public space. Hmm. Because it's embarrassing. People are going to see me eating. Yeah. We need to change the narrative around that. Parents need to make healthy food a normal part of your life. Don't give the child money to buy McDonald's. Hmm. Give the child healthy snacks as little Tupperware with nuts and raisins and grapes and crackers and cream cheese mm. or ever in yeah. a little Tupperware so that she can eat it in a way that is still feeding her body, still teaching her to love herself, but without her feeling that, oh gosh, people are going to say I eat a lot and they're going to think, mm. oh my gosh, she's a glutton and, 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 because unfortunately that is the narrative playing out in our communities. Mm. This is so, so important. What you're talking about as well, because we, you know, a lot of women don't realize when they get older, you know, when they become adults, that the obsession with their own weight actually is something that starts in childhood. And it's because of the things that we hear and exactly what you're talking about now as well. It's the things that we hear, the things that has been said to us, you know, through our caregivers. It could be not only parents, grandparents, you know, aunties, uncles, people yeah. who make comments about your weight or your appearance or how much you eat. Because I hear sometimes parents say, oh, my little one, oh, she just wants to eat all the time. That's already a message that's coming out so young, you know, and then you begin to be shamed and say, well, actually, I do like food. You know, once you get a little bit older and you can process things, actually, I do like food. That is shameful, you know, and there's the shame that we take on. So it's all about, like you're saying to us as well, having honest conversations with our children, especially our girls, and also yeah. looking at the, our own messages that we are giving out and what we are saying and realizing that what we do actually impacts, is going to impact our children now and will impact their adulthood and their adult life and I think that this is so important like you're saying it's it's just we need to reframe and we need to rethink things and and Jackie it's, it's crazy because our time together is up today I can't believe that it went so quickly and this is a conversation that I think that we will revisit again you know we've touched on some very important things but again I think something that we can unpack more and more and I just want to say thank you so much yeah. for being with me today it's been so wonderful to have your wisdom and insight on the show and thank you for being here with me
Oh, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And, and as you can see, it's clearly something I'm passionate about. So anytime, I'm always happy to be of service, happy to be here and be available. And, and thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a positive voice in our communities. We really, it's needed. We need a lot of positive voices going mm. out. Mm. So thank you for having me and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Jackie. Okay. It's been so good. Take care. Jackie has shared so much with us today that I think that we can really take to heart and that we can really be challenged on and I really really know that you know we have awareness weeks and awareness days because we are dealing with topics and you know realities that are facing individuals around the world and we need to think about them so when we hear that you know this week is teen suicide prevention week we need to kind of sit up and take notice of that and we sit up and take notice of it because we realize that we have this whole week dedicated to this topic because this is an issue and you know I spoke about some of the statistics you know when I was talking to Jackie about teen suicide and I want to say it again you know nine percent of teen deaths are, you know in South Africa alone nine percent is by suicide suicide peaks between 15 to 19 girls are the highest highest affected and I, I truly do believe it is because of a lot of things that Jackie shared with us this pressure to be who you know we want our children to be also the pressure to conform to a certain image to look a certain way also the words that we speak the words that we speak to our children the things that we say to them do we comment on their food that is a big deal I've met so many adults who can say that you know when they were younger you know, their parents commented on the food that they ate, too little, too much. You know, you're either too skinny, too thin, you should wear that or you shouldn't wear that. You know, there's so many disappearing norms and one day it's like this and another day it's different. And so we really need to think about what we're doing. Also, let's look out for the signs of a child that is struggling. You know, someone that is isolated, going to their room a lot or might be experiencing bullying at bullying at school because that is something that children don't often speak about and we need to just be sensitive pray for that discernment to be in your heart so that you can recognize that and i'm also really encouraged by Karina today because Unseen International is her pageant that she has just really birthed from an incredible vision but we also know that it is up to all of us to challenge the norms that are set before us to challenge and specifically as well women need to challenge beauty standards and need to say you know what I do not need to conform who makes these standards and why do I have to live up to them we need to be boldly and powerfully who God has created us to be and I want to say today that God doesn't make a mistake you have have incredible worth you are loved and you are valued and that is an absolute truth you know you don't have to live up to some kind of standard and sometimes those standards that we try and reach are impossible standards you know it's not meant to be for us we're not meant to be perfect we are not created to look a certain way conform to a certain standard or be cookie cutters you know one size fits all does not work for us let's boldly and unashamedly be who God called us to be and I want to end off the show today with saying you know what it is okay to not be okay. The last two years we know have been incredibly difficult. And I want to say to you today that if you're struggling, if you're struggling with your mental health, please don't struggle alone. Please don't sit there and say, yes, 
you know, Lauren, you touched on some things today. I know that that's me. Or, you know, you might not have touched on something that I'm going through, but I know I'm struggling in my mental health. Please do not struggle alone. Please reach out. Please reach out to a counselor, a therapist, someone that you know that you can trust as well. You know what? It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not have it all together. It's okay. And you know what? Just reach out to someone. Please do not struggle or just be in the space of hardship on your own. Reach out. It's been so good to be with you today. Next week on the show, we're really going to be getting into what is happening in the Ukraine. And you know what? I'm going to be talking to some missionaries that have been working in Ukraine on the ground just to hear what is happening, what is happening with the Christians, what is the sense and the feeling. So I cannot wait to share that with you. Until then, take care. And don't forget, let's pray for God's people as, you know, the world, we see things happening in the world and we see wars and rumors of wars. It's not Stop praying for our brothers and sisters in other countries. Take care and see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.